Good afternoon, greater Philadelphia area. This is Tool Time Real Estate Radio on WWDB 860 AM. I'm Tom Tool. She's Stacy Mitchell. We've got Gabe behind the camera, and we all work at the Tom Tool Sales Group at REMAX Mainline, the number one REMAX team in Pennsylvania since 2018. And we've got our kind of year-end show here. And what I find, there's a lot of news this week, more than I would have expected about what's going on in the industry. we got some November sales numbers. A real estate mega deal is what I'm going to call this segment as well about Frederick Eklund here. So first and foremost, Stace, let's start off with the November sales numbers. So Redfin came out with a report uh, over the holiday weekend here that they saw their sales numbers slump 35% in a seasonally adjusted, this is very key here, in a seasonally adjusted um, report that came out compared to last November. So tell me what you think about all this, and, and we'll, we'll take it from there. Well, the market is adjusting. Uh, I think we felt this more in October in our firm, basically. Um, but, you know, with the interest rates that were almost up to 7%, it, it wasn't a big surprise because there were some buyers that really pulled back. Um, and buyers pulled back because if they were teetering on the edge of that pre-approval in a certain price point anyway, as soon as those interest rates went up, uh, it it could have definitely knocked them out of the market altogether. So, And people were getting a little bit um, apprehensive about the inflation numbers. So it was not a big surprise that folks were kind of taking a pause, pulling back, reassessing, waiting to see what was going to happen. Plus, they were waiting to see what was going to happen with uh, the elections also. I think that was a big deal, weighing mm-hmm. on a lot of people's minds. Um, so to me, this wasn't shocking. Uh, like I said, I think we felt the numbers starting in October. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, locally and personally, November was a good month overall. So uh, again, real estate is local, so... Well, the hard thing about these reports is they don't chart pending sales like that. That data is and, and it's a little fluid because you could sell a home today and tomorrow it could blow out. So when do you actually mm. count the sale? Right. True. So that, that's one aspect here that is, is a little bit of an issue. Uh, when I look at the numbers here and I pulled the local data because it, it's all relative here. And when you look at last year compared to this year, well, last November was a pretty incredible month because there was so much activity that happened because rates were still in the threes. Mm-hmm. We still saw low inventory levels. Demand was super high. So it's another one of these headlines that you have to go deeper in the data. Historically, November does have a good amount of sales activity, but it's not like May or June or July. Uh, so you know, it, to give some perspective here, the local numbers, you know, year over year, yeah, they're down. They're actually down the same, about the same amount. So in Philadelphia, we're seeing a... Um, or excuse me, Chester County, we're seeing a 34.8% de- decrease in the number of closed sales compared to November 2021, 32.7 Delaware County, 36.1 in Montgomery. And in Philadelphia, we saw a decline of uh, 34.4. So the numbers hold true. However, year to date, they're only down 10.8% in Philadelphia. So wow. there's a big difference between 34 and 10 and we're seeing those same sort of trends across the greater Philadelphia area. Montgomery County down 13.8% year, uh, year to date compared to 2021. 12.6% decline in Delaware. And 
Chester County seen the biggest decline at 20.6%. So th- the point is, though, th- th- these headlines do tend to be sensational. And, and there is a major problem with a lot of these kind of you know, seasonally adjusted. I mean, you could adjust however you want based on that. So they're kind of picking and choosing the data. One thing I did like from this report, uh, Redfin's uh, economics research lead Chen Zhao said, the worst of inflation is likely in the rearview mirror. That is the news everyone should be wanting to hear right now because that's been the only target of the Fed's actions. And he continued to say that prospective buyers where prices have already fallen from a year ago, and he's talking about markets like San Francisco and Austin where you know, those markets are historically those like hot, sexy markets. Philadelphia is not one of them. We're, we're like Mr. Reliable, right? Well, it, it, but it's those developing <laughs> I cities. Right. I mean, you know, yep. and, they, and they take these. I mean, it, it's pretty wild what happens in some of those places. Mm-hmm. So if you look at, you know, what, what, what's happening in, in, in some other other places and what uh, Zhao continues to say is you should pay close attention to potential to a potential turnaround because demand and competitive offers could pick up in the coming months, which I'm very clear will be happening here in our local market, especially with what's happening with, you know, the the Fed and some of this lagging inflation data. What's your take on that, Stace? Yeah, and I also liked what he said that uh, they anticipate mortgage rates will dec- decline slightly mm-hmm. further into 2023. So, yeah, I agree. It, with mortgage rates holding steady or even declining somewhat, um, I'm – I'm very optimistic about a robust uh, early 2023 market for sure. And I'm, I'm talking like, it happen. yeah, and I'm talking like next week. Like yeah. I'm not even saying it's not going to be like wait until February or March. So I, I love you're in the same headspace here for sure. So that news is relative. Obviously, we're coming off a record breaking year in 2021. I don't think we need to belabor that point. We talk about this every single week on the show because it's so important. So we're going to pivot here. And the other big piece of news this week, because we've got two sizzling segments coming up later one is the biggest stories of 2022 and then our 2023 real estate market predictions we'll wrap the show with there there was a real estate mega deal that got signed last week so if you know who frederick eklund is so he he and um john gomes they they have the eklund gomes team um and they renewed a five-year contract with douglas Elliman. so frederick has been on million dollar listing new york uh, he's been with Douglas Elliman for a while. They have 90 agents. They did $4 billion with a B in sales in 2022. And they have decided to re-up on a five-year commitment with Douglas Elliman when a lot of other people are moving all over the place. You know, Ryan Serhant, who's also on Million Dollar Listing New Yorker, was. He went off and formed his own company, used to be with Nest Seekers. Now he has formed Serhant. It's an independent brokerage. What is... What's your takeaway here from obviously someone like, you know, Frederick Eklund and John Gomes, they can go wherever they want. Um, they, they, they can, it's no different than when like a big free agent signs, right? Like Bryce Harper, he could have signed wherever he wanted for the most part. What's your take on them staying put? What do you think about this? What, what, what just give me your initial reaction as a business person. I think that the old saying, if it ain't broke, don't fix it kind <laughs> of thing. Um, Honestly, they they're they're like the game in town, right? So people don't understand when you change anything about your business, when you have to rebrand everything, it it's difficult. It's mm-hmm. tough. And that's a tough proposition and you do lose to some extent. Um and then you have to regain and rebuild. So they are they are entrenched. They have they're on solid footing. 
Um, they pretty much have the lock in the market there in New York. And they're, they have a lot of huge projects already underway and getting ready to um, kick off into next year. So to me, it's no big surprise that they just wanted to keep everything the same. Um, they pretty much command, uh, you know, what they what they generate there. So mm-hmm. I'm sure that when they renegotiated the terms of their contract, it was definitely a little bit more favorable for them for in sure. the long run. Uh, which good to, good for them. I think they're. I think it's they're fascinating to me um, how this team is and and the money that they generate. It's it's phenomenal. It helps they're in Manhattan. That yeah. goes a long way, right? It, yeah. it, obviously, you know, there's uh, the, there, there's different ways to look at this here. So, you know, I, I, I you said something really simple yet impactful there. If it's not broke, don't fix it. Mm-hmm. And there, there are way too many people, and, and we talked about this with Dan O'Neill a couple of weeks ago on the show, where. You know, everyone's looking for like that magic bullet or like the grass is always greener. And you know, what what I love about this move is that, you know, they're, they're obviously one of the most notable teams in the country, right? Everyone, if you're in real estate, you know who Frederick Eklund is. He's built a brand. And what, what I like on both sides here is Douglas Elliman has made some concessions as well, right? So they have a, a, a pretty high split compared to the norm that you see at Douglas Elliman, from my knowledge of that. Mm-hmm. They've uh, originally, they, they, Douglas Elliman used to limit teams to no more than 10 people. Obviously, they have way more than that. So it, it's, it's a deal that typically works for everyone. And there's something to be said with keeping it going where you start it versus hopping around all the time. Because I've seen, you know, even, I mean, we've seen this here in our marketplace where these people move from brokerage to brokerage to brokerage. Mm-hmm. And, it's never them. It's always the brokerage, right? right. And, and the grass isn't always greener. Right. Um, so coming from someone who's been at the same company for 21 years, and you know, obviously I've got some different relationships here than other people because my father owns the firm. I just, it's, I'm trying to make it work where I'm at. And moving around, that takes away bandwidth. Like if you're going to change companies as in, as, as, like this, in a lot of cases, um, you know, what ends up it takes three four months to get set up and get ready right. to go at a minimum right if you know what you're doing and then it also when you see people moving around a lot i think the consumer starts to wonder what's going what's on what's going on exactly that's true and you know new york real estate has been tough this past year uh, there's been a, a mass sure. exodus so and that's what happens tom like you said when things get a little more difficult people start shifting and you know moving around to try to find that grass is greener on the other side thing. Um, and it's not always that, that you know, the case. Yes. So the grass is not always greener on the other side. Sometimes when you just really reevaluate what you're doing, what you're doing mm-hmm. uh, in your business, um, it, it's very telling. And it's usually right there in front of your face. So for me, having in a, in a more down market in New York City, um, you know, and they're still prevailing and mm-hmm. they're still cranking it out and and have these uh, major um, projects that are getting ready to launch. I, I think it's fabulous. And and they're just doing the right thing. They're they're continuously building their business. Well, and, and they've also, I mean, it, when you look at, you know, Douglas and I, I, Ryan Serhant and Frederick are obviously two very comparable people. And the difference is the Nest Seekers is not Douglas Elliman. Douglas Elliman is a tried and true brand that, that has dominated New York real estate, L.A. real estate. You see them in all these high-end markets. Um, and th- they've been consistent there. Nest Seekers isn't the same kind of brand, so I can see. And, and there's nothing wrong with going and wanting to do your own thing. Don't get me mm-hmm. wrong. I mean, sure. I, I'm, I'm a big b- believer in you know doing what's right for the person in a lot of cases. 
Uh, but Nest Seekers isn't Douglas Elliman. When you got that kind of brand behind you, I feel like it just lifts everybody up. Like it's right. you know you you win with people, and when you have people like these uh, the, the, these team leads in your you know in in, in the door inside the building, you don't want to let them go because and and we've seen a lot of people go off and do their do their own thing with their own company, but mm-hmm. sometimes you're having to recreate a lot of things, and it, it it's you know it just doesn't. There's something to be said for stability, and I like that they're staying when a lot of other people are going away because it tells me they're they're focused on what's most important, which is you now you make money in this business, Stace, selling houses, <laughs> not anything else. And there's too many agents focused on other stuff yes. right now, whether it's you know video content or being an influencer or something mm-hmm. else. These mm-hmm. guys are focused on selling. He's not on TV anymore, right? Right. He he quit the show, and he's focused on selling houses and i love that and they're focused on their developments they're doing the brand they're building in new york city they've expanded other places so there's a lot to be said for this i love this move i'm a big fan of being stable being predictable being boring in a lot of cases (laughs) Uh, you know it it ends up working out long term it does all right so we're going to take a quick break that's our news section for today we're doing the show a little differently today because we've got some important stuff coming up so We're going to come back on the biggest stories of 2022. And there's actually a lot of, you know, there's a lot of things to be said here about like what the data says, what the most read stories are. But we're also going to get Stacey's opinion, mine as well, about the biggest things going on in real estate. And then we'll come back and talk about how it's going to affect the 2023 market. This is Tool Time Real Estate Radio on WWDB 860 AM. Have you considered a career in real estate? Do you want control over your income? Whether you have a license or not, call us today at 610-692-6976 or visit TomTool.com. Join our team, the Tom Tool Sales Group at REMAX Mainline. When you're getting a mortgage, you shouldn't have to sacrifice great service just to get a great rate. At Mortgage America, we've been lending with this philosophy for over 35 years. We have access to great low rates without the complications and delays of big or online banks. We're a local Pennsylvania lender with loan officers that you can actually meet. As PHFA's number one lender, we specialize in all residential mortgage programs, including first-time buyer programs and low-down payment options. For your free pre-approval, call us at 610-439-8000 or apply online at mymortgageamerica.com. For the best local mortgage service and great rates on your money look no further than mortgage america we've been operating in the greater philadelphia area for 40 years with a focus on smooth easy access to home purchasing whether you're a first-time buyer upsizing or downsizing or just refinancing we have programs for you we also have closing cost assistance programs and access to subsidized interest rates pre-approval is free no costs or commitments to learn more visit our website at mymortgageamerica.com or give us a call at six 610-439-8000. We always have a person available to take your call with around-the-clock human service. Purchase your home with the personalized local service you find at Mortgage America. Mortgage America is an equal housing lender. NMLS 128501. The Tom Tool Sales Group is the number one REMAX team in Pennsylvania with over $165 million in volume for 2021. I'm Tom Tool, and our team has achieved that kind of success by being a great place to work with and to work for. No one knows Greater Philly better than we do. We know real estate, but more importantly, we're real people. We hire the best agents and we give them all the tools to succeed. Even our brand new agents sell 17 to 24 homes a year because our team delivers the best experience in real estate. Teams deliver a better experience than individuals and we're a top 1% real estate team in the country. We call it AAA service. We're your advocate, ally, and advisor because this isn't a transaction to us. It's a relationship. If you're buying or selling a home, call the Tom Tool Sales Group at REMAX main line at 610-692-6976 
or visit TomTool.com. That's TomTool with an E dot com. Sell your home for more and remember the real estate golden rule. You always get more when you work with Tom Tool. Welcome back to Tool Time Real Estate Radio on WWDB 860 AM. I'm Tom Tool. She's Stacey Mitchell, Gates behind the camera, and we all work at the Tom Tool Sales Group at REMAX Mainline, the number one REMAX team in Pennsylvania since 2018. And we're streaming live every single week on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. Just look up Tom Tool Sales Group. Don't forget to subscribe, give us a like, and tune in to the show every single Tuesday at 3 o'clock. So, Stacy, it's been quite the year in real estate. I would argue an unpredictable year that a lot of people didn't see coming. Mm-hmm. A year where a lot of things didn't make sense, where there was dramatic changes that happened quickly in the market, which is not the norm for a market like real estate. Let's talk about the biggest stories. Now, I've got this article here from Inman that talks about the the year by the numbers and all this other stuff. I want to lead off with what you think the biggest story that there is to be told in 2022. I would have to say the biggest story in real estate for 2022 was was the interest rates, of course, because we started the year in January uh, in about the 3.25% range Mm -hmm. of interest rates. Um, By mid-year in June, we were up into the mid fives to sixes. Uh, And then we saw the increase when it hit seven. That's when the market really kind of had a little hiccup there. Um, But now we're on the decline again. Mm -hmm. So I would have to say the interest rates are definitely the biggest story. It was the biggest concern for um, buyers and sellers. Um, But on on the positive side of it, for me, the interest rates where they are now, uh, at the low sixes or mid sixes, uh, we're still on the average historically, nationally, mm-hmm. the low because that national historical average is 7.75%. So the more I educate folks about where the interest rates truly are and what that means, um, they have a better understanding. So I definitely the interest rates, number one story. So I, I mean, it's it's tough to argue with that because that was such a shock to everybody. Yes. And especially when you get the consumer reaction afterwards, that's, well, I'm just going to wait till they come down to 3%. Right. And obviously you could be waiting <laughs> a lifetime for right. that because these were the lowest interest rates recorded in the history uh, yeah. since they started tracking these things in the 1940s. So it's not like it just happened overnight. Mm-hmm. Um, I do agree that's been probably one one of the biggest stories for sure. And then the Fed's sort of battle against inflation where it's we're going to do whatever it takes to get that inflation number to 2%. Mm-hmm. And I, I, they're all kind of related together. What I've been shocked by is how fast the market turned. Mm-hmm. Be, and it, it was literally like, I mean, and I, I remember this happened one other time in my career, which was in 2008. So, a, 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 you know, when you, and we were coming off something very different, obviously bad lending. We don't need to get into all that. We know that it's different if you have questions just google it we're not going to explain that now on the show the it was it, it was like june 30th happened mm-hmm. and then it was july 4th and we were in a totally different market mm-hmm. I, and i'm talking like night and day in that homes just started sitting on the market longer not all of them some of them did we saw you know buyers really hesitate and mm-hmm. and and obviously rates came up a little bit around that time of the year let's let's see when the rates did go this is actually a good exercise to go through so 
putting in June and July 2022 mortgage rates. I want to see where they fluctuated to, and there's usually so we, um, you know, they went up to 5.41 percent in, in July, and then came back down, went back up, and they, they've danced around a lot. So that that's pretty interesting. But it was almost like it was the tale of two markets, mm-hmm. and I've never seen something shift that quickly. Usually, it's more gradual where People talk about it, people talk about it, people talk about it. And it just shows you that a lot of that demand was fueled by those low rates that we saw. And the backup story to that is that 64% of people now have a 4% or less mortgage rate on their home. And that's going to be a big factor in what happens in 2023. I just, it it was, it was incredible to me. And you're a great example, Stacey, because your business stayed consistent because you know what to do. You know how to do it. You're super coachable. You're all about getting better, having a growth mindset. Your business didn't change. Mm-mm. Agents' businesses did because a lot of them, and what's what's very interesting about this is we haven't seen the number of realtors decline yet this year. It's up to 1.6 million, up really? from 1.55 million in October 2021. Wow. Well, they're not selling anything. Yeah, I mean, sure. so, I mean, that's always been the story. There's agents out there that just don't know what to do now. Mm-hmm. What do you mean I got to explain comps? What do you mean mm-hmm. I have to... Right. I have to, we have to write an offer and negotiate uh, all, all these things. And the people that pivoted their business or at least worked on the things they knew they weren't good at, or they knew they didn't know how to do and have that growth mindset. They're the ones that are still doing well. So I, I, I found that like the second half of the year was not kind to a lot of real estate agents mm-hmm. because they weren't ready for it or they just didn't want to do the work. They and just, yeah, didn't feel like doing the work. Well, it's, and, it's more work. Well, I can't want it more than you do. Mm-hmm. And I would argue right. we probably both wanted about the same amount. Maybe, yes. you know, maybe, um, we can have that discussion another time. That's that's like a friendly debate. But the, the point is, you and I aren't afraid to do work. A lot of people are, and they think you're going to get this flexible schedule or it's easy money or, you know, my, my realtor was an idiot. Anybody can do it. And you know, th- that, that may be true for that particular transaction. These agents are in a lot of trouble right now. And I think that's the underlying story is what are they going to do differently now or are they going to do anything differently? And and that I mean I I don't know how it's going to play out, but that that that's a byproduct of how fast the market shifted. That to me was the biggest story because it was like night and day. Mm-hmm. And if you look at the, um, <laughs> you can track it by the way I have a an interest a mortgage rates chart in front of me, mm-hmm. and it is it it just goes up, dips down, and goes up and dips a little down. So <laughs> it is a tale of two markets from the first half to the second half of the year. Um, and you're right. I think um, now I came into the market into into real estate um, in a COVID market. So Stacy's um, first interview was the day we were told we couldn't go to the office anymore. Yeah. Uh, now we had known each other before, but like that was that was pretty wild. I mean, just it was. It, it was literally me and you in the office. There was nobody else there. Right. And it was March 16th. I want to say. Yep. It was. It was around St. Patrick's Day, and they shut down Pennsylvania completely. Um, <laughs> So we were like, oh, okay. I think you, we were <laughs> going to make some phone calls. You know, I'm like ready to go. And everything shuts down. It's like, okay, what do we do now? So it was, it was a very interesting, unique way to onboard. Um, that being said, when you come into that kind of market, after it eventually opened up, I should say, and the floodgates literally opened, uh, there was a lot of new agents that came in and mm-hmm. – um, you know, there was opportunity that you could just literally open a door and write offers and things like that. And it has changed. We are back to doing full buyer consults. Mm-hmm. We're back to explaining the entire process, educating our, our clients, buyers and sellers. Um, you have time to maybe do a second showing before 
you write your offer. You write in your um, inspections. If you're not versed and, and you don't feel comfortable explaining all these details, going through the entire process, and once you're under contract, if you don't have the knack for negotiations and staying on track and taking your ego out of it, um, there's going to be problems. You are going to have some problems um, because mm-hmm. those negotiations, um, it, it can be tough, but you have to, you know, you have to keep thing, everything in perspective. You're working on behalf of your clients and uh, you're working with another agent for the same outcome. So I think, you know, there's a lot of agents going through this last half of the year, um, kind of like deer in headlights, like now what? What am I going to do? And if you haven't developed the good habits of reaching out to your clients, following up with your mm-hmm. clients, uh, nurturing those clients, it's going to be a tough 2023 for you. So so it seems like we, we have similar biggest stories of the year. Um, I'm going to talk about next the the most, under, I don't want to even call this underrated, the the least talked about and most impactful mm. piece of news going on right now, and it's the NAR DOJ commission lawsuit. And yes. most realtors yeah. don't even know what the heck is going on with this, which is fascinating to me because it's, you know, this is our livelihood. So how, yeah. how can you not know about it? Yeah. This is going to trial next year. Um, I don't believe in a lot of the merits of the lawsuit. It doesn't matter. A class action lawsuit going to trial is not a good thing. So mm-hmm. that's one to watch here because, you know, what we've seen is that it's, I mean, their buyer agency is going to be under attack and, and it's something that people aren't talking enough about. Uh, now this could get settled. They had a settlement and they opened the case. It's It's been very weird how this has played out. There was an administration change. Mm-hmm. And there's no question in my mind that real estate's being targeted by the federal government right now. So what do you think about this story? Because it just, it just blows my mind. Like successful agents, you know some of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're not on our team, but they're successful. And they're, they're like, what do you mean? What, what are you talking about? And I just look at them and I'm like, okay. Mm, right. <laughs> you better Google this yeah, and, and keep track of it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and watch for it and see what happens. See the outcome. Um yeah, this is this is really this is probably one of the biggest stories too, uh, that isn't being talked about. The interest rates are being talked about. This one's not, mm-hmm. um, but we definitely need to focus on this a hundred percent because it could affect everything going forward, depending on the outcome of this of this suit. Um, so it is about um, the commission, the buyers, you know, the sellers paying the commission uh, to the buyer's agent. Mm-hmm. Um, and apparently sellers um, band together and they're upset because they overpaid or they thought that they overpaid or they, you know, believe that they're owed money because they shouldn't have had to pay a buyer's agent. Um, now, we all thought this was going to get tossed. Um, well, they, they did settle the suit. Yeah. So it, it, it and, and this is like unheard of. I was mean, resurrected. Uh, well, and it was <laughs> and it was in line with the administration change a couple of years ago. So. Keep going, uh, but I mean, yeah. I, I, and this this appeal just got. Uh, there, there was uh, last week. There was the appeal that happened, uh, um, where it, it's going to go. They basically said it's going to court now, which obviously is a big difference. Right, right. So we just have to wait and see what happens. Um, if if it's going to get extended, if it's going to get settled. Um, but yeah, if you're if you are totally focused on. Um, you know, if you are a buyer's agent and you, you you better adjust and you have to know your value and you have to be mm-hmm. able to 
tell your value to clients because they don't know. Clients, most of the time, they don't even know this. Yeah. They have no idea that what a seller's agent, what a buyer's agent. Now, in Pennsylvania, we do have that consumer notice that we have to provide to people. And How many people are really reading that, though? I mean, yeah. they sit there and explain it, and they say, right. I don't have any idea what I signed, even though right. you sat down. And their down eyes and, glaze yeah. over, and they don't get it. Mm-hmm. Um, they just they want to buy a house, and how do I have to do this? Um, but, yeah, so I think that this, depending on what happens in this lawsuit, I don't know. It could change everything. I have my own personal opinion about the lawsuit um, because I feel that these sellers signed contracts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's a, there's I, I a agree listing contract that they sold. So they were under, they knew, they signed the contract that said they would be paying a certain amount towards commission and it was split a certain amount each side for buyers and sellers uh, agency. Um, that being said, the lawsuit's allowed to go through and we're going to have to see what happens. I mean, I, I think it's, you know, we, we don't know how this is going to play out. The fact yeah. that it was settled once is, you know, it's pretty interesting and that it doesn't, doesn't go any further. So, uh, to me, it's, it, it's, it's an impactful thing that's happening right now in the industry. So I don't want to glaze over that one. Right. It's not talked about because the consumers and the clients don't feel it. Yes, uh, I mean, you know, th- this is so far out of the realm of them feeling it versus interest rates. Like every time a transaction happens, someone knows the impact of that on their monthly payment. So mm-hmm. there, there's a little bit of a different impact there, too. So the last thing I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll kind of cover here, and then we're going to go over predictions. And there, there, there's all sorts of predictions that are out there right now. We know that the majority of them will be wrong. We'll hit on that in the next segment. <laughs> there was an article on Inman, and they called this the... Uh, real estate by numbers and the data that drove 2022 and they called it a weird year in real estate, which I would, I would agree. It was, it was very weird. I mean, we kind of felt, we saw real, really just a, an incredible market go into a stalled market and all these people are involved. So I'm going to share some of these numbers here. See if you think this is a big deal or not. 35.4%, the home price plummet between 2021 and 2022 in November coming out from NAR big story, not a big story. Not a big story. <laughs> this is a return to normalcy. I agree. Yeah. I agree totally. And we just went over this and how it's really, you know, it's a, it's a little bit of a little bit of a difference. That pace was mm-hmm. not going to keep up. And right. the, I would argue the reason why the, the sales numbers were so high in 2020 and 2021, because more people move then because of the rates. And, and, yes. they, and they might have they might have and they're, they're the ones that actually paid attention to a lot of the stuff we talk about on the show here. They move their time frame up. So mm-hmm. agreement there. Open door, the iBuyer lost nine hundred twenty-eight million dollars. Ooh, yeah, and I mean that's a big loss. <laughs> that's huge. Um, yeah, uh, it's if you invested in that, you're you're going to be very upset about it. Um, but the iBuying buying process has been going down. I mean, we know what happened with Zillow. It kind of mm-hmm. t- they got out of it altogether. Yep. Um, it's just uh, not a good business model. So it, this is not surprising. The death of the iBuyer is the bigger story here. They just yes. happen to be the largest iBuying company. Zillow yeah. was able to absorb a loss like that because they have other, they have other parts of their business. So mm-hmm. um, I, I, I think it's part of a bigger story. Um, I yeah. have open door stock, so, I mean, whatever, it, you know, but it's uh, – <laughs> it, 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 any real estate stock is in the toilet right now. So I'm, I'm not yeah, – I mean, that's much. a long game. So I, the bigger story is the demise of the iBuyer there. Yep. Right. This next one here, I, Compass made a savings plan. I didn't even know this happened until I read mm. the story. Compass promised shareholders they would find a way to trim $320 million worth of fat off their losses after they lost $101 million during the second quarter of 2022. Wow. 
Well, if I, I think I'd ha- be more concerned if I were with Compass. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but um, if you're not with Compass, then you're, you know, again, it's like you said, a lot of real estate stocks are taking a beating right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I mean, the the, pro- the, the issue with this story, and I, and this has been talked about at length, so we don't need to spend a lot of time on it. Compass's method of acquiring agents was to buy them. Mm-hmm. And instead of attract people with value. And when the money runs out, it's a problem. It's no different than these teams you see in sports that go on these free agent spending sprees rather than invest in the infrastructure of building through the draft, developing people, developing systems that make folks want to stay. Their strategy was to buy everybody. So, I mean, that, and obviously it it, it hasn't gone well for them and they lost 101 million in the second quarter. Mm -hmm. So, that 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 that's kind of old news. I don't think that really is is that relevant at all. Um, let's move on to the next one. Eighteen thousand real estate layoffs. Oh yeah, in twenty twenty two. Yeah, um, it's we talked about this too, um, and we kind of knew since the sh- the way the market was shifting that this was going to be a big part of it too. Um, I think it's going to stabilize though into next year, so I don't think it's going to be that big of a factor. Um, there's going to be more layoffs across the country in many other different um, mm-hmm. different uh, fields. So it's kind of just the beginning, I think. So I, I, you bring up a good point, and, and this to me comes back to market conditions because strong markets create weak skill sets, and they were people were just hiring people because they needed bodies in the door. And now that some of these agents that were productive are no longer productive or their production has dropped, Mm-hmm. You don't need all the, these people in there. And and a lot of it, I mean, you know, better mortgage, right? Um, so they they laid off 900 workers in a Zoom call last December. So, I mean, there's these mortgage companies that were just putting bodies in there to keep up with demand. Their service sucks, basically. Yep. <laughs> so it, it, it that one's not surprising to me. Um, I don't like seeing anyone get laid off. So, I, I mean, it's, it's a big story in that it's unfortunately what's happening in, in a lot of places right now. Mm-hmm. Um, home ownership is, uh, cost $888 more per month by the end of 2022. I, you know, we talked about rates at length. I think it's kind of the same story. I mean, it comes at the territory. At least you're putting your money towards something they're renting. I agreed. Yeah. It's better than paying an extra $888 to your landlord. Exactly. Okay. Rents rose 8.4% on a year to year basis. Um, and they so this is another one where they they say eight point four percent rents raised, which is a lot, by the way. That's higher than mm-hmm. inflation this year, uh, but they're saying well they were up seventeen point one percent in February compared to eight point four percent through the end of the year. Well, it's because costs went up. I mean, I, I don't know what else to say there. I, I think this mm-hmm. is kind of another clickbait story. I don't know. I don't yep. know what your take is. Clickbait. Okay. <laughs> um, the lawsuit we talked about. The most expensive sale. I mean, that that's it, it was. Uh, I mean, this is great. I guess yeah. I don't, it was one hundred seventy three million dollars sale off of um, a home near Palm, Palm Beach, Beach, Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, billionaire internet entrepreneur Jim Clark purchased the fifteen acre property from the Ziff Publishing family for ninety four point two million, and then turned around and sold it for one hundred seventy three million. Ooh. This is like funny money at this Jeez. point. I wonder what where's Palm Beach? Is that on the? I guess I guess it's by West Palm. Let's is that here? Is that on the East Coast? I, I don't know. I was just wondering because the hurricane wiped out pretty much everything oh. on the West Coast. So if they bought it for 173 million, and it's on the West Coast, it could just be 
leveled. All right, so point. Palm Beach is next to West Palm Beach. So that's okay. what that's. So it's 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 oh, almost east. like in yeah, it's on the East Coast, and it's kind of like in that. There's like a little like like not a canal, but there's water in, in inside mm-hmm. there. So mm. got it. That's a big sale. I mean, I guess congratulations. That doesn't right. Uh, that's the first I'm hearing of this. So you think you'd, you'd hear more about it? Home values were up. We knew yes. that. Median sale prices were up. Yep. Um, mortgage rates peaked. We've talked about this. Um, another lawsuit. Oof. Decline in home builder sentiment. I like our stories a lot better. Me, me too. Then they're talking about the Conjuring House. Like I, I don't care what about that. that. Ooh, there's a doll face on that picture. Sorry, I don't like that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I don't like scary movies in general, right. but I guess the Conjuring was this. Uh, um, it's the it, it inspired the franchise. It's a home in Rhode Island, mm. um, and the husband and wife were a paranormal investigator team. I this this doesn't mm. get me excited at all. Nope. A listing going viral. Time on market increases. We've talked about that. Mm-hmm. Our stories are way better. Yeah, big time. These are kind of like nobody, half the, the majority of people wouldn't even know these things anyway, or these companies. Um, we do, but yeah, they're not. Well, that's my point, though. Exciting. I mean, to me, the biggest stories are rates, the market yep. shift. Yep. And the NAR DOJ lawsuit. So we're going to cut it right there. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about predictions for 2023. This should be way mm. more exciting. Yes. This is Tool Time Real Estate Radio on WWDB 860 AM. Have you considered a career in real estate? Do you want control over your income? Whether you have a license or not, call us today at 610-692-6976 or visit TomTool.com. Join our team, the Tom Tool Sales Group at REMAX Mainline. For the best local mortgage service and great rates on your money, look no further than Mortgage America. We've been operating in the greater Philadelphia area for 40 years with a focus on smooth, easy access to home purchasing. Whether you're a first-time buyer, upsizing or downsizing, or just refinancing, we have programs for you. We also have closing cost assistance programs and access to subsidized interest rates. Pre-approval is free, no costs or commitments. To learn more, visit our website at MyMortgageAmerica.com. Or give us a call at 610-439-8000. We always have a person available to take your call with around-the-clock human service. Purchase your home with the personalized local service you find at Mortgage America. Mortgage America is an equal housing lender. NMLS 128501. I'm Tom Tool of the Tom Tool Sales Group at REMAX Mainline. If you're thinking of becoming a real estate agent in the greater Philly area, I have a special offer for you. Our team did $165 million of volume in 2021, making us the number one REMAX team in Pennsylvania and a top 1% team nationally. Our agents love us because we offer them a successful career, a great life, and an unbeatable culture. Agents who've been with us for at least a year average 30-plus sales. Even our brand-new agents average 17 to 24 sales a year. We offer proven systems and expert training. We help you set more appointments and sell more houses. Now, here's the offer. If you don't have a real estate license yet, we offer real estate scholarships so you can get one for free. Check it out at realestatescholarshipprogram.com or visit the Tom Tool Sales Group at REMAX Mainline at tomtool.com. That's tomtool with an E.com. 
Get more out of your real estate career. And remember the real estate golden rule. You always get more when you work with Tom Tool. When you're getting a mortgage, you shouldn't have to sacrifice great service just to get a great rate. At Mortgage America, we've been lending with this philosophy for over 35 years. We have access to great low rates without the complications and delays of big or online banks. We're a local Pennsylvania lender with loan officers that you can actually meet. As PHFA's number one lender, we specialize in all residential mortgage programs, including first-time buyer programs and low-down payment options. For your free pre-approval, call us at 610-439-8000 or apply online at mymortgageamerica.com. Mortgage America is equal to the NLS 128501. All right, all right. We are back on Tool Time Real Estate Radio on WWDB 860 AM. I'm Tom Tool. She's Stacy Mitchell. We got Gabe behind the camera, and we all work at the Tom Tool Sales Group at REMAX Mainline the number one REMAX team in Pennsylvania since 2018. And we're streaming live every week on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. Just look up Tom Tool Sales Group. And when you go check us out on these platforms, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, make sure to subscribe or give us a follow. So prediction time, last show of 2022. What's going to happen next year? And we're going to also share some other real estate predictions. But Stacy, what are your one or two go-to predictions this year first, and I'll share mine and we can see what the rest of the industry is saying right now. Well, I think that the rates are going to stabilize and just stay where they are. That's my prediction. So I think we're even going to see high fives, um, sixes, low sixes. Uh, I think that um, they're, it's just going to be nice and stable. I don't think there's going to be any big fluctuations like we saw last year. Um, I, there's not going to be a housing bubble as a lot of people are still predicting and are still rattling and still clickbaiting out there. It's not going to happen. There's not going to be a crash. Um, now as far as a recession, um, I know that we talked about this too, because (laughs) technically we've been in a recession. Mm -hmm. Although folks are still saying we're not in one and there's one coming in 2023. How do we, how could it not be a yes or no? Like this is supposed right. to be data-based. I, I, I don't understand this. Keep going. Right. So we've been in a recession. Some people don't know it, but we are. Um, and if they're saying there's going to be a recession next year, what does that look like to them? If this is not one, what does that look mm-hmm. like? Um, but regardless, uh, I know that there was a big spending package that was is just being passed. Um, which could help to increase inflation. So if that happens and inflation starts to tick up, that's the great unknown. But for now, if it doesn't affect the inflation rate, I think that the interest rates are going to hold steady. Inflation will still remain cool. It's not going to get down to the 2%. That's my prediction too. That's never going to happen. And there's definitely not going to be a housing crash. So you stole a lot of my predictions, which I'm means sorry. we know what's going on. No, you shouldn't be sorry because that means you have, a, you have a clear understanding of what's happening and at least are seeing the same expert opinions that I am. And what we know about these predictions, like I said earlier, is that they're not all going to be right. So um, I, I agree with you on rates. I, I, I anticipate rates getting into the high fives. Um, and that's going to change consumer sentiment big time. And that's going to be a big opportunity for buyers and the sellers who have a home to buy. They have to find a home to get into the market. Uh, If you look at some of these folks, knowing, again, 64% of consumers, homeowners, not consumers, have a rate in the 4% or lower range, the people that are going to be moving are the ones that want a bigger house. They know it's going to cost them more, but they can't can't live in in the smaller home anymore. 
or the folks that had some sort of change in lifestyle that are going to downsize or maybe just they, they don't want to take care of the maintenance anymore and they have a lot of equity in their home. So I, I, I'm in total agreement with you there. Um, secondly, I predict inflation is going to cool. I, I, this how, I don't know about this. I mean, this bill is there's probably a lot of pork in it. They put a lot of stuff in there that, I mean, it was, I, I heard some, I, I, look, I'd love to tell you, I read the 3000 page bill, <laughs> which I did not 4,000 pages, excuse me. Um, and so, I mean, there, there's probably some stuff that's like stuck in there. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll kind of see how, how that all goes. Um, but I, 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 I anticipate consumer price index. The CPI is going to decrease even more in January. Cause I don't, I didn't see, a lot of people spending a lot of money this holiday season. I mean, that that was very real given by the Black Friday data. So I anticipate inflation cooling a bit. Um, I'm clear prices are going to go up. This is one a lot of people are – I've seen ranges from, like, prices will be up 5% to down 5%. Hmm. Um, and this is people like Ivy Zellman's predicting just over 5% decrease. Um, Keeping Current Matters has a great article about this and a great graphic, which we can um, share on the replay or, or, or something else here. But the, the point is that I, I anticipate prices are going to go up 1% to 3% next year. I don't think it's going to be anything crazy. Mm-hmm. What I'm clear on is that it's going to be a normal, normal. appreciation for the marketplace. So mm-hmm. that's a big prediction. And then the last one I have here is that sellers will no longer average 100-plus percent on their asking price when they sell. Mm. It's going to be more in the normal range. Of course, there's going to be homes that sell above the asking price. Mm-hmm. That's not what I'm sitting here telling you. Right. It's that the, the historical average – for the 21 years I've been doing this locally is between 94 and 96% when the home's priced right. Meaning if it was listed at a million, then you took it down to 900 and it sold for 850. It's the difference between 850 and 900, not 850 and a million. That number is going to trend in the high 90% ranges. Think anywhere from 95 up to 98 or 99%, depending on where you are. Philadelphia is likely to be lower. The suburban counties are likely going to be higher. We're not going to see 101 average, 102 average anymore. That's just not happening, mm-hmm. which means sellers should be pricing their homes where they think they're going to sell for, not below, hoping for a bidding war, because sometimes the bidding war doesn't happen. Right. So your predictions are right on with mine. I don't see a housing bubble at all. Sounds like we're, we're in lockstep here, which is great. And there's a lot of other experts telling us the same thing. So I think that, that that's pretty important. Mm-hmm. Anything you want to add, Stace, before we get into this uh these other predictions that have come out on Inman News. No, I agree about the um, the prices increasing also. I think that, especially in our area, um, where the inventory is still very low, I think we're still at one and a half months. Mm-hmm. Philly's like two and a half months, maybe. Philadelphia's up to five months. Five. Is it really? Five. As of November, it was just Philly, over five. So. Well, that's okay. okay. <laughs> I, I have the data. Right. Um, in the suburban counties through November, it was about a 1.5-month supply across mm-hmm. the board. Mm-hmm. Philadelphia's up to a five-month supply. Wow. Now, obviously, Rittenhouse Square is going to be different than, like, Alney. Right. So it's it's tough to take the whole county and say this is what and it is. It. So yeah. I'd be looking at zip codes if you're in Philadelphia mm-hmm. and asking your agent what is the zip code average because that's probably the most important. Got it. But I do agree that I think um, with the price increases – since the inventory is still so low. Um, but it's just there's value in our market, mm-hmm. unbelievable value because of just the location to all the main arteries of, you know, where you can get to as mm-hmm. far as New York, um, Delaware, into D.C. And there's so many companies and corporations and people can work from home. But every once in a while, if they have to go to the office, it's a, it's an easier drive. 
um, and also the school districts. I mean, Mm -hmm. people move to the area because of the schools. So the price is increasing. I totally agree 100%. Um, Sometimes it's hard to convince folks out there that that's not going to happen because some folks do think that there's going to be decreases in pricing. Mm -hmm. Um, But no, I agree with with your prediction that the prices are still going to be on the increase here. And, and especially locally. I mean, I, I would say you got to get that prediction from a local agent that's there. And so that, that that's going to be really important. So here's just the home price forecast that we're seeing. So they have seven. Keeping Current Matters has seven places they, they keep track of. Realtor.com, the Home Price Expectation Survey, Mortgage Bankers Association, National Association of Realtors, Freddie Mac, Fannie Mae, Ivy Zellman. Realtor.com's at 5.4%, Home Price Expectation Survey, 2.6%, Mortgage Bankers and NAR, 0.7% and 0.3%, respectively. Freddie Mac's at basically even negative two-tenths of a percent. Fannie Mae's at negative one and a half. Ivy Zellman's at negative 5.1%. So we got basically like a 10.5 point spread there. Mm. Uh, the average is a 0.3% increase. Other markets are going to see less of an increase. We right. talked about that earlier in the Redfin article. Our market here, I'm much more optimistic about because we don't see those highs mm-hmm. and we don't see the lows. So that then that's that's based on historical data. So sounds like we're in lockstep here. No surprise. Stacy knows what she's talking about, and I like to read a lot about real estate. So here's some of the predictions that came out from experts and industry leaders through Inman. Um, so, you know, th- this I found pretty, pretty uh, interesting. So they did a, um, you know, they, they, these were Inman readers that gave some predictions here. I'm just going to highlight a few that I thought were a little more interesting than what we just talked about. Um, first is buyers will figure out a way to purchase. There's too much pent-up demand and 401ks will be tapped. Parents will help children and lenders will find a way to lower payments more easily with longer terms or more inexpensive buy-downs. What do you think about that? And there, there's a couple components to unpack there. I, I agree. I've been seeing it um, and experienced every single one of these. So I think it's going to continue to trend into the future, especially with the higher interest rates or higher than before, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, they're stabilized. They're normalizing interest rates. But uh, parents are willing to help their children because they want to give them a start. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we're going to continue to see that. Um, I've already had people tap into their 401ks and I think it's a great uh, for the investment into real estate. I think it's a great way if you don't have the means to definitely take a loan out on your 401k and then you pay yourself back. Um, it can be done. I had a couple clients do it. Um, they were thrilled to death to be able to purchase mm-hmm. their home because they wouldn't have been able to do it any other way. Uh, so for them, the trade off was invaluable. Uh, and definitely lenders are willing to find a way to lower payments. So whether it's uh, doing, you know, offering arms or um, other creative ways to do get the buy-downs, uh, I definitely think that uh, there's going to be ways to, to go around. And, and buyers will figure out how to purchase with the help of their um, professionals that they're working with, whether it be the lenders or their agents. I got two more things we're going to highlight here, and we've got about four minutes, so we're going to go fast. This one I found very interesting. It's three par- four parts to it. Amazon Homes launches. A competitor to NAR launches. NAR tries to buy Realtor.com. A, a new competitor 
they didn't number this right. Someone's got to prove for these articles on Inman. It goes one, two, three, three, four. Um, a new competitor for Motto Mortgage launches, and one third of prop tech companies will close. And the second part to this is that there will be a death spiral for venture-funded real estate, open-door, Redfin, and Compass. What do you think, Stace? Wow, okay. Well, the death spiral is in play right now. so <laughs> They're spiraling. <laughs> they're, they're all, yep, they're spiraling, going down the drain here. Um, Amazon Home launches? What is that? I need to know. Um, I don't think anybody knows. That's the okay. prediction. Oh, got it, got it. Oh, my gosh, that's. Okay. Well, sometimes I wouldn't be surprised if that yeah. happened. That yeah. that would not be like something that blew my mind right. at all. I mean, there you know, it's housing makes up seventy percent of the GDP. That's right. Everybody wants a part of that. Amazon wants everything. Yeah, they got yeah. their. Own, they, they remember when they they used to ship everything. Now they got their own trucks. I mean, they got, yeah. I get packages delivered to my house <laughs> like eleven o'clock at night, like five in the morning. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just it's, it's bananas. Wild. You see the Amazon trucks, all different shapes, sizes, even mm-hmm. cars out there yep. delivering. Yeah, Amazon, uh, they definitely, um, yeah, that should be interesting. Then they'll have their mortgage division and their title division. Yeah. A competitive- if I was Zillow, I'd be worried about Amazon. Right? Oh, my gosh. You're not kidding. Let's see. A new competitor to Moto Mortgages and one-third of prop tech companies will close. Wow. Well, yeah, I would like to see the Amazon. That one piques my interest the most. So NAR I could see a competitor launching against NAR. There's already been that that uh, the 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 PSL right or the or the PLS, the private listing service that that the uh, guys at the agency found it. I mean, NAR's really. I mean, they they just haven't done a great job. They got this DOJ uh, lawsuit going yeah, on. That's bad. They, they didn't do anything to help Pennsylvania get opened when when that was happening. It was just basically we were at the mercy of all the all the states. So. NAR's got some challenges. So I, I could see something like that happening. I think it's you know, that that's obviously a bigger endeavor, and there's got to be someone with some skin in the game there. They used to own realorder.com, so I wouldn't be surprised if they try to buy it back. Um, and these prop tech companies, there's too many of them that opened when the economy was hot. So I, I'm one-third might be light here. This is interesting industry news because some of these companies that rose to the top when the market was strong, you're going to see them change a little bit. Uh, and I, I think it's going to be some of them will survive, but a lot are going to fail. Mm-hmm. So I, th- that was pretty interesting to me. Last thing here, some agents are going to do really well during the market shift. Um, you had something from Keeping Current Matters, the 16 New Year's resolutions. Should they just follow these resolutions? What was your favorite one? Well, the the funniest I, one I think was the headshot one. But, <laughs> yeah, update your headshot. Um, but they should definitely follow the majority of things on this list. Start dialing, mm-hmm. right? You have to keep in touch with your with your database. You must. If you if you have problems with that, it's going to be a tough twenty twenty three. Now it says post daily on social media. I'm mm, I'm really bad at social media, but you're also very successful at selling real <laughs> estate. So I, I I get the point there. Right. I, it, to me, it just starts with number one. Just make, make pick yep. up pick up the phone. Pick up the phone. People want you know people like to talk. They don't necessarily like texting or emailing all the time, but pick up the phone. It's funny you say that. There, there's a woman, and uh, my, my friend sent this to me um, over the holiday weekend, and it was on um, her. She charges $480 an hour to help Gen Z and millennial workers overcome their fear on, of talking on the phone. Oh, my gosh. So we're going to talk more about this next week. This is a great topic here, wow. and we'll hit these resolutions You've got our predictions. We talked to, told you what was going to happen in 2022. That's what we got this week. You want to follow Stacy? She's on Instagram at the number two Mitchco, M-I-T-C-H-C-O. 
You can follow me at TomTool3RD, at TomTool the Third on Instagram. And we're live every single week on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Just look up Tom Tool Sales Group. Give us a follow. Make sure to subscribe. And we'll be back in 2023 with more riveting content on Tool Time Real Estate Radio on WWDB 860 AM.